This is the 2D10 Podcast. You better listen. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the 2D10 Podcast. My name is Nathan, and this week I am joined by Chris Zach, content creator for the podcast Twin Cities by Night, an actual play podcast that plays a bunch of different games primarily in the world of darkness, but also expanding beyond that. This week, we just sat down and, you know, we just kind of chatted about the weather, about the state of gaming. And I also make like a kind of a special announcement. So definitely listen towards the end of the podcast for that. If you're interested. Yeah, let's just get right into the conversation. Uh, what's been going on in Texas with your weather? Oh, dude, it's fucking intense. Are we re- we're recording now, by the way, right now? Or we, we, okay. We've been recording since oh, you came in. Awesome. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, dude, fuck. Don't even, man, it's nuts, dude. Texas is just fucking a hot mess, bro. Like the infrastructure here sucks. Road system sucks, but yet they want all these they have all these companies like moving here from like mm-hmm. san francisco and california and all these transplants and everything like that and um yeah dude so like the it was so it was funny because like we we're told like a cold snap was coming through and there might be some snow and actually sunday morning we saw some snow come down and i was just more like hey i want this cold snap to be done because they're saying it's gonna be warm and i can start working on my lawn and like do all this old man <laughs> shit i've been doing and um and then, like, I I was uh, about to be interviewed by the Crossing Darkness Cats. I, I think you're mm-hmm. familiar with them. Yeah, you're pals with them. And, um, like, my power went out, like, right when, like, literally five minutes before we were supposed to start interviewing. So, like, it came back on. I'm all scrambling, like, 20 minutes later or some 10 minutes later. I'm trying to scramble to get uh, my internet back up. Finally got back up, interviewed with them. And then when I was done, we got notified, hey, they're going to start, they're going to do rolling blackouts. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. So we went to bed that night. I run a fan when I sleep. I just like to mm-hmm. sleep with background noise like that. And um, I kept waking up because the fan would go off. And then, I'd you know, it'd come back on and it'd go off. Yeah. And around two, it went off again. And my wife and I just, we couldn't sleep that well. I mean, we weren't getting up. But, you know, we just kind of like, you know, the anticipation of it's going to come back yeah. on. Because it was cold as fuck, dude, you know. And yeah. um, <clears throat> then it just didn't come on, dude. And I woke up like seven, <laughs> like in the morning, six in the morning. It's still fucking cold. And, uh, bro, like we made it like two days without electricity before we said, fuck it. And, uh, we ended up having to go to Oklahoma to get a fucking hotel wow. room, which is like two hours away, <laughs> dude. It, it was like, um, it was, it's fucked up because like, uh, you know, we have this like gas fireplace and we all like took my two daughters mattresses down there. And we like tried to all sleep with our heads facing the fireplace and my other girl, it's just me and three girls now and my wife and two daughters. And, um, they're like, like, go in the bedroom, you're snoring. Cause I kept, I kept them up all snoring. <laughs> so like the next day, like there's no power, no heat. It's fucking cold. Uh, they had a water notice. You couldn't drink your fucking water. So we had to boil water wow. and, uh, my wife ended up getting in touch with a hotel and cause I live in uh, Fort worth and get a hotel in Fort worth. So we drive there only to find out that they closed, they were closed cause of no power. And there's all these pissed off people in the parking lot cause they made reservations. Yeah. So the next day we found out we had a, uh, there's this couple that's in the same neighborhood as us who uh, post on Facebook. They got a room in some fucking podunk town in Oklahoma. Nothing against Oklahoma folks, if you're listening. But we go drive there and um, I stay in a super small town. This hotel was, I mean, those people who owned it had to make good money because it was all like Texas transplants. Like you would just like, you're from yeah. Texas too. Yep, no power, you know. And yeah. what, what's fucked up, and I don't know if you read on it or whatever, but like Texas is on its own power grid for the most part, except for like El Paso. Mm-hmm. I heard it's on like the West Coast. El Paso is like further, way further west than where I'm yeah. at. And I guess they decided to privatize because uh, Texas is fucking weird, dude. Like when I moved here, you have a choice of like hundreds of different power companies, which I'm not used to. I'm used to like, yeah, one or, or maybe two. Like, but, Yeah. Yeah. That's that's how it is here in Illinois. It's like one company. Yeah. So like um, 
anyway, so like it's all privatized and there's no government regulation. And this is what happens, man. You get fucking fat cats. I was a matter of fact, before we started recording, I was eating dinner, watching the news. And they're talking a bunch of these people from this company who owns the grid called, uh, uh, I think it's encore or something like that. Um, have been resigning and one dude just got fired and they start releasing how much these dudes were getting paid. It was outlandish <laughs> fucking money, bro. And then, right. and then get, you know, and again, I, I don't, you know, whatever people may not agree with my opinions here, but then like fucking governor Abbott right away is like, <laughs> Oh, by the way, you don't have to wear masks anymore. You know, it's like, Oh geez, the time is really convenient when everyone hates your soul. Because I mean, right. this dude, like, thankfully, you know, like we turned off the water. Like I turned off the water source outside um which was paying the ass when it's snowing trying to find it in your yard under you know what i mean yeah and, and then we <clears throat> fucking drained our you know like just ran everything till the water ran out but dude like the power came on like the fourth night we didn't have power it came on but we're still in oklahoma and we were nervous as fuck we're like should i i was like should i drive back and like turn it on my wife's like no don't you know it's supposed to snow again yada yada so the next morning we drove there turned on the water thankfully everything was fine and my wife who's like a real hardcore fucking alpha female was like, dude, I'm about to cry. She's like, just have relief. You know what I mean? Because you're, yeah. you see pictures of our neighbors, man. Like one neighbor, their fucking ceiling and their goddamn bathroom collapsed. And you have like pink insulation everywhere. And wow, first pipes, rollers. It looks like ice skating rinks in front of people's house because they were gone. They fled and the the uh, pipes broke. Yeah, yeah, bro. And this was supposed to be rolling. This is what pissed, pissed people off. It was supposed to be rolling blackouts, but then they decided without telling anyone, like, hey, we're shutting shutting off certain segments. Uh, and like those neighborhoods, like across the street from us that had power, dude, you know what I mean? Like, we're just wow. like sitting there like fucking <laughs> like walking dead or whatever, bro. <laughs> yeah. We, <laughs> we didn't have anything remotely close to that. I mean, um, obviously there's going to be a huge difference between like where I'm at and where you're at, because, um, if it's anything Chicago's prepared for or the Midwest in general, it's snow. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it, like we, I think one night we got like 13 inches and like, First thing in the morning, everybody's off to work. Yeah. Um, but I mean, even here we got we got forty two inches of snow in three weeks, and we are the only people occupying our apartment where I live. Um, basically, I live like in an apartment above a section of businesses, like a building that has. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you, you would think it is, but all of the businesses are closed because wow. COVID basically uh, all the businesses, except for like a hair salon yeah. uh, have just been shut down since like the lockdown. Yeah. So like all of them went out of business and our landlord doesn't live in, she doesn't, she doesn't stay in the country. She, she, uh, in, in the contiguous 50 okay. state 48 States, yeah. she's in Puerto Rico. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so she's like not present and you know, we're like, Hey, there's, there's been no melt at all. Like it's just been cold and snow every single day. And, you know, we're getting worried because out here, what we're seeing is like ceilings collapsing and, mm. and roofs caving in. And, you know, we live in an old brick building. Oh. And so we're like, we're kind of like getting to the point where we're like, oh shit, we kind of need to get out of here. Like, you know, if something bad doesn't happen. And then, you know, one day we see all the water dripping down and we're like, all right, that's, that's enough because another weird thing that happens here something about these buildings and i don't know if it's like how they're designed or what but like the snow will melt like between like between the snow and the roof it'll get warm because of the heat rising from yeah from you or uh, whatever you know, the apartment yeah and then so stuff will snow uh, or stuff will melt and you'll get these like huge ice dams 
<sighs> because all the water's flowing and then it freezes and it just creates these like massive, like eight foot tall icicles that just hang off your roof. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> right, right. So, so like you, you walk around like in some of these neighborhoods and you know, these are like old, like brick bungalows and you've got like, you know, eight foot icicles hanging off the side of them and you're, and they're like three stories up and you're like, I'm, someone's going to kill me. What's that movie where they die by shit like that? <laughs> oh, the 90s. Uh, like Final Destination. <laughs> Final Destination. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so one day we see the water coming in out of the, you know, brown spot in the in the ceiling and we're like all right we're gonna leave here and we're just gonna go stay in a hotel until they can get somebody out here to shovel the snow off the roof and so we stayed there for like two days they came shoveled the snow off the roof and we were fine so it was no big deal like we probably weren't in any real risk but it's just kind of like why be here if something bad could happen yeah you know it's it's a flat roof you know we don't it's not you know there's no a-frames it's just like flat and and you know 42 inches of snow is a lot of snow you know yeah. that's like a small child yeah dude it's so, heavy it gets heavy. in bosnia we saw when i was in the military we saw roofs collapse and guess who got told to go up there and push snow off <laughs> right you know what i mean <laughs> this guy here right. you know but yeah. yeah so it's just been crazy and then um like the last week now it's just been like every day has been above like 35 40 degrees so the snow is practically gone now but it's like man for like two weeks there it was crazy and um you know, I, I was like, well, I can't, I can't record podcasts cause I'm not going to do it from a hotel room. Um, <laughs> I can't record videos cause I'm also not going to do that from a hotel room. So it was just kind of like, that's it. I'm going to put this on hold for a little while. Cause Safe otherwise, sorry, fuck your health yeah. and uh, welfare is a lot more important than us listening to vampire and <laughs> tabletop stuff. From you, I, you know? I agree. <laughs> Much rather have you around and not die a fucking uh, a final destination death. That'd no, be pretty metal, though. <laughs> Same thing, though. I mean, it's just like, you know, like on top of all the bullshit that's been going on for like the last uh, year, it's like, great. Now we need like the worst winter in history. <laughs> Dude, it makes you reevaluate those shit, man. Like, I fucking kid you not. Like, this last like year and a half for me, I mean, while I'm grateful that, you know, for, I'm relatively well and you know what I mean? And like, I, mm-hmm. I'm able to like support my family. Just, it's had me mentally like reevaluate so much shit in my life, dude. And like what's important and what's not important, yeah. you know? And it's been like one big, um, learning curve, dude, you know? And, um, that's, if anything, I mean, I'm not trying to be like super optimistic and be like, Oh, there's a silver lining and everything. But like, man, dude, I like, you know, I just like, yeah, this last year and a half has had me like reevaluate my stance on like, you know, content creating for like, uh, RPG games and yep. just on life in general, like dude, you know? So, I mean, no, I, I, I completely agree. I mean, this, uh, the last like 13 or 14 months has been like hugely altering, you know, um, at this time a year ago, I lived in a different state. <laughs> I <laughs> was doing a different podcast. <laughs> I had like none of the stuff that I'm doing now was I even doing. Yeah. So yeah, it's just been, it's been a weird year of like everything fucked up. And like you having to do things you never thought you would have to do and like having to avoid things that you took for granted and then like trying to make sense of all that and, you know, still like be functional and, and creative. It's just like, um, I don't know. So uh, let me ask you, um, as far as like creativity and like content creation mm-hmm. or just storytelling, yeah. being, being a game master. Sounds like what is what is yeah right i'm the master of the the game 
Um, <laughs> what is, uh, is there anything that you have done in the last year that you were like, I never would have imagined I would be doing this now? Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple, uh, <clears throat> I mean, um, one, I ran a Sabat game, uh, called sorrow, which was like a little mini series or whatever, dude. And the mm-hmm. whole reason I ran that game was because, uh, in October of 2019, uh, well, a little backstory, like a couple months before that, in August of 2019, I had moved to, from, uh, Phoenix, Arizona, a town called surprise, which is in Phoenix, Phoenix, Arizona, to Fort Worth, Texas. And the whole reason that I uprooted my family moved here from, I mean, everything was great. There was for potential job growth uh for the company i work for here they have a huge presence in the fort worth area and that move just i don't know like i kind of knew beforehand because i'd moved a bunch in the military and i'd moved afterwards with my family mm-hmm. i just kind of knew that when my wife and i started talking about like like i even think i mentioned her like i don't know if i have it in me you know what i mean like i just yeah i don't like because like <laughs> like growing up or being a young adult you know i'm 43 now um like my 20s and 30s you know, I, I always can like consider myself like hyper vigilant, you know what I mean? And like, I always was able to multitask. I had a lot of people always tell me like, how can you do so much with like so little time? And I was just very like driven, 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 you know, um, to detriment, you know, uh, a lot of it was just me overcompensating and anxiety and shit. But anyways, so I was selling a home, having a home built, move here for a job that while I'm grateful for having one, isn't the job I interviewed for. It wasn't exactly how they advertised it. And, uh, I've been hearing that story a lot lately. <laughs> Dude, yeah. So a lot of bait and switch out there. That's what it feels like, bro. That's what it feels like. But again, I'm grateful for the job I have, but yes, I was very whatever. And so uh around October, I just was like, I couldn't sleep. Like, like mm-hmm. I I couldn't sleep, man. Like I um like it got to the point where I'd be like taking melatonin and NyQuil, and I'd just be super restless. I couldn't sleep. And I I went like three or four days like that. Then one day, uh one evening, I just like like at 11 at night, I was like, what the fuck is wrong? I like, I sat up and I started bawling and like, my wife's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with me. I just couldn't like the, like the lack of sleep that I've been getting was just like totally catching up on me. And, um, my wife like sat up with me that whole night and we're like, just trying to figure out, you know, like, um, cause we're very like, um, problem solvers, you know, I think I told you, my wife kind of has like, you know, that, um, alpha mentality and so do i so we're like how can we <laughs> we're like on yeah. amazon like oh these vitamins here say they release anxiety you know what i mean like it's like right. three in the morning and i can't sleep and i'm like whatever so the next day i went to go um see a psychiatrist and then i end up going to like va counselor or whatever but like that whole from like october to like fucking february was just like uber hard on me dude like uber hard i had a couple like i don't call them panic attacks but like bouts of anxiety where like i fucking feel like i I mean, and nothing would set it off, dude. I'd literally be sitting on my couch, like reading a book, and all of a sudden, I would just feel like someone just put like a dose of adrenaline in my veins, and I'd be like, like you know, I just feel like yeah. super hyper alert or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, there was a period during that where I was like, I don't even want to podcast anymore, bro. Like, I don't want to podcast. I don't want to do any of this shit. And the gang was were like, dude, just like let us take over, man. Like, just just you take care of yourself, you know. And when you're ready, like you come back and you um yeah. do it. So like during all this. I, you know, I was thinking about, van- I mean, not, I don't think about vampire all the time, but I was like, I'm, I'm I had a couple of friends. Cause there's a point where I was like, I was just, I was in such avoidance mode during all that. Like, I, like not only did I want to avoid anything that like brought me even a little bit of stress, but I also lost all desire to do anything that like I was passionate about. Like I didn't want to do Brazilian jiu-jitsu, which I'm super passionate about. I didn't want to do the podcasting. I almost just want to sit and like, my wife would say like, dude, you're like, just sit. Like she wasn't 
pressuring me, but she'd be like, she told me afterwards, like you would just sit on the couch and like stare out the window. You get home from work and just sit there and stare out the window. Like one of those commercials, you know, with the rain yeah. or whatever. No, I, I've yeah. been there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and this is like alien to me. I've, I've always been kind of like, like I said, hypervigilant, but this was like totally alien to me at this stage. Um, <clears throat> so during all that, like those times where I wanted to quit podcasting and then I just had friends like, well, if you do quit, find some creative because you are a creative person and everyone should have that creative outlet. And that kind of hit me. Like I was like, I started like really reevaluating like why I was doing the podcast. Cause I mean, you know me well, you've had, we've had private conversations or you see me on social media. I used to be very outspoken about shit, like in the quote unquote scene that like drove me nuts. I still have an opinion or whatever, you know what I yeah. mean? But like. I had this like huge chip on my shoulder almost, you know what I mean? Like, um, and, and I started like reevaluating that. I started being like, why am I doing this? Cause I originally did it for like, cause I was telling the story. Then I did it. You know what I mean? Cause I was playing with yeah. friends, but now I almost feel like I'm like angry and like all that drives is, is like anger because I want validation. You know what I mean? I don't want to yeah. be accepted. Cause I, I mean, between you and I, I really don't feel like I fit into like how things are now in the world of darkness content creation scene. Not saying I'm better. I just don't feel like I fit in. But um, anyway, so I was like, I got to tell a story because I feel creative. I just started formulating the story about like, you know, like, like first ed, like fucking vampire shit, you know, like, like that really mm -hmm. like just like that fucking, I don't want to say street level because everyone uses that, but that very like personal horror uh, sense of like loss and just like, like depression and, and anxiety. And just, I wanted yeah. to channel that. And I did that. Yeah. 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 That's uh, I, I'm, I can definitely relate to the you know, the anxiety that is utterly unrelated to content creation, but, um, no, I, I definitely get, you know, the other half of it too. Um, and you know, I, I don't, I don't want to ever give the impression that, uh, I'm not completely motivated by anger because <laughs> like, like it, it, the, you know, the truth is like, I, I am a creative person, I think, and I do want to create things and I want to create things within my own, you know, sort of, a dynamic, like, you know, just within what I do, what I'm capable of. But there are times where I, you know, I definitely have always suffered from like that imposter syndrome thing where I'm like, you know, and, and the thing is like, I know I'm not because I've been doing this shit for too long. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> if, if I'm a fucking imposter, then, you know, I, I have to really like check myself. Yeah, um, bro. You're not by the way, but, but, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, there, there are definitely times, you know, my, my mentality, I I'm, I'm actually in a lot of ways. I think I'm, I'm like the opposite of you. Um, you know, I've, I've always had the, um, I, I suffer from a thing where if I, I, I pick something up and I'm not immediately good at it, I want to completely disregard it. I don't want anything to do with it. And it's part of the ADHD that I've had my whole life, but didn't know I had it. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times, you know, if I start to feel like a sense of inadequacy, like I'm doing something and I don't like what I'm doing, I just want to quit. I just want to give it up because I feel like oh, I'm not good. So fuck it. There's yeah. nothing to gain. And it's only because like I've had some interaction with, you know, a professional gotten some medication where now I actually feel like I can put things into perspective and I can go, eh, you know, you're not always going to be, you, you're not going to pick up a camera and make the best video you've ever made with no practice. Yeah. So you're going to, you're going to present stuff that people don't like, and you're going to have opinions that people don't share. And that's cool. But, but in my heart of hearts, <laughs> I'm always like, <laughs> fuck that person for not, you know, not yeah. agreeing with me. And 
It's rough. Yeah, dude. it's just it, you have to like find a balance. Well, that, yeah, you got to find a balance. Exactly, you got to fucking find a balance. I mean, if anything, this last year for I think you, me, and probably a lot of people has been like a year of like mindfulness. You see that term like thrown around quite a bit. Uh, I do like morning meditation mindfulness, like which sounds goofy, but for ten minutes, I wake up, take a shower, and I go sit on my porch and I just like listen mm-hmm. to some guided meditation kind of shit to calm my ass down but i i think i've been this whole year and a half year it's just been like a big perspective on like why do i do this because like it brings me joy i mean this is like a part of me that like is gonna be here after i'm gone i mean a lot of people may not discover it but i am getting to have a voice to tell a story um you know i I had i'm not gonna name names but i had a uh a surprisingly like really good talk with someone I barely talked to who's kind of involved in the world of darkness scene who's kind of known for being like rather opinionated and I was talking to this person and they admitted and uh, you know I kind of like told them because I kind of told them like them my anger stemmed from wanting to be validated you know like I Mm -hmm. felt that like and I'm saying this from like now a place of ego but I felt like I had put in the work for my stuff to be at least acknowledged you know like right. hey someone says what's a good vampire actual play podcast oh you should listen to twin seas by night da, 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 da. and i think the thing that was driving me nuts for the longest time was the fact that uh all these people were coming out of the blue yeah. who were getting this validation and yeah. the whole time you know like i said and i didn't want to ever come across as like i'm the little man screaming up at mm-hmm. the big man i want to be noticed um and, and but but it could come across that way sometimes because I do think those times where stuff bothered me, but I let it get caught in my my call a little bit. I just was just like getting too whatever about it. But anyways, it's a lot of energy, a lot of wasted fucking energy. Get yeah. too angry about shit because you're not going to change shit. Like like I realized that like, and I hate the term influencer, but I'm not an influencer. I'm not going to change how anything is with this shit. There's people beyond my right. You know what I mean? My pay grade who who do that. Right. So that's how I view it, man. Yeah, it, that's a weird uh, concept too, because uh, you know I, I'll agree with you on that. Like that term, influencer. I don't. I, here's how I see myself. I see myself as a commentator. Oh, nice. And 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 I mean, I'm not. I'm not. A, I don't give a shit what anybody does. Mm-hmm. You know, like I I record podcasts and do videos because these are things I'm passionate about, mm-hmm. and. I want to share it with people. So I don't want to influence your mind. Yeah. And, and, and to be totally fair, I think people that are already in this hobby, regardless of what game you're playing, they already have their foregone conclusion and they're listening to you because they want to hear your opinion. If it coincides with their opinion, echo chamber, echo chamber. Right. So, so I don't, I don't think that in any way as a podcaster, I'm influencing anybody's opinion. Um, I think that, I'm, I'm, I might be commentating on a thing and, and giving my opinion. Yeah. So like maybe a, a term would be, I'm an opinionator. <laughs> <laughs> I, like that. I, I, I don't know. You're, you're, also, you're not the asshole one. You know, most of them are I, assholes. You're yeah, like, a, I mean, I, I try not to be, but like, you know, if you like, I, like I, I did a review of the, um, the, v5 companion yeah i heard it yeah but it was ta- it was t- it was tactful dude it was tactful. i, I think so yeah but, dude. but but you know i think at the same time like i was kind of an asshole because i don't i don't feel like i owe anybody yeah i don't feel like i owe them like my opinion is my opinion and and that's what i want to share i don't want to share some some homogenized <laughs> bullshit opinion yeah like oh it's great like i don't think it's great here's why i don't think it's great i would like to say something to that to counter okay first of all i, I feel your your uh your review is very well done i love the uh 
uh, what was it? Shimizu Gun Collectio. I like that line a <laughs> lot. That was really good. Um, listen, man. Okay. I'm, I'm just going to tell, like, I don't know. This is my truth. And I hate that term, but I'm just going to tell the, like how I perceive the current state of affairs when it comes to all that stuff. Um, I think that like the term community in the gaming scene is thrown around a lot. And I think it's a big shield that people hide behind sometimes. I assume that most people have good intents. They really just want to be around people that have the same hobby or whatever. But that community thing, man, a lot of people use that as an excuse for like, you can't have a dissenting opinion because if you do, you're not part of the community. And right. I think that like, and I'm saying, I'm not saying this because like we're pals and I'm on your podcast or whatever. But when I listened to your like review, to me, that was like, it was an honest review. You weren't insulting people. You weren't like personally personal. You you're like the NPR of like fucking opinion, if opinionators in the world. Okay, of video. I got some fucking shit on my shirt. here. That's called napalm <laughs> death, homie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I got some napalm. On it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I appreciate that. Cause yeah. that, that's really my goal. When I sit down to do a video, I, I want to be respectful of the people that are involved because mm -hmm. I know regardless of whether or not I agree with it or I like it, yeah. you know, those are people who took their time and yeah, they're getting paid for it. But just yeah. because you're, you're doing a job doesn't mean you should, you know, earn less respect because That's, you're earning a paycheck. And it's not like they're getting a big paycheck for doing it. I'm no, not insulting no. tabletop writers. I mean, more power to you. I know the yeah. struggle. But I, yeah, I mean, I want to I want to like pop the bubble real quick. You know, yeah. someone who's I like I worked in television and unless you're like, um, you know, like a TV star, you ain't making shit yeah. like it doesn't matter, you know, and and working in, in role playing games like that's not <laughs> if it were if it were a glamorous job where people were making money like everybody would be doing it. Yeah. There's a reason why people are trying to like stream and doing five of the five other things because Patreon. being a freelance writer, you know, or being a contract writer, like, yeah, you might be getting a decent paycheck, but like, we're not, we're not breaking, you know, six figures here. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not a easy job. Most time people, I, I feel, and I can't speak on uh, every writer's behalf, but I, I assume that they're doing it because they, they like the hobby and they like that they want to yeah. do what they like for a living. And that's commendable. Um, and I can, I mean, if you're a good person and you do it, I have no, like, I'm zero issue with it, but just don't, yeah. Like you said, these people aren't getting paid buku bucks just to release shit, you know, and it's, no. it's, it's tough, man. And I'm sure, I mean, I don't know. We can talk even about like the current of, you know, like, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I, um, like, I don't, I think the recent news about bloodlines too, probably isn't a good sign. You know what I mean? Like how things <laughs> no, currently are. I don't, I don't think it's great. Um, <laughs> but you know, who knows, who knows, who knows. And like, like I said, but the thing, the good thing though, and, and to go back to like, we we're talking about like this whole year or whatever, like, I really don't care. And I don't mean in a bad way, but I don't mm -hmm. like, I don't feel like I have to like say, ha look at bloodlines too is whatever i know dude no. whatever i mean if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't because like honestly what i'm doing is so separate and i'm not because it's what i'm doing is spectacular it's just my motivations and yeah. my um just like my passion or whatever the reason i do it is so separate from a company's success if they are successful or not you know yeah and and you know i i uh as a podcaster and as like a youtube video maker creator i guess you could say um, yeah, I, I do definitely hang out in the realm of world of darkness a lot because it's the thing I know the most about and it's yeah. the thing I'm most passionate about, but it's also the, you know, part of the reason why I'm doing, you know, just more of a game themed channel instead of a world of darkness themed channel is because I do have other games I'm passionate about mm -hmm. and, you know, I don't feel 
comfortable lassoing my success as a creator onto the success of a com- of one company, yeah. you know, and especially since like, you know, to be totally honest about the situation, like I've had plenty of really positive, solid interactions with Onyx Path and a lot of their creators, and I've had a ton of them on my podcast. Mm-hmm. But as far as like Paradox is concerned and like the World of Darkness brand, you know, I really have had n- no positive. I've I've not had any interactions with them at all, positive mm-hmm. or negative. That's a damn shame too, to be honest with you, man. I mean, let me, let me tell you this. So like, you know, like, and anyone who does, who li- who's listening, who's listening to my podcast. And for those of you who haven't, uh, we run more than World of Darkness shit. We run different game lines. I've had Chaosium. I've had Pelgrim Press. I've had Delta Green. I've had Post Human Studios. Shit, Post Human Studios without us even fucking like reaching out to them, reached out to us. And we're like, hey, dude, thank you for running shit. Would you like a copy, a digital copy? And we politely turned it down because we don't want to get anything from these companies. I've never had World of Darkness once ever like retweet anything. Yeah, we uh, so so to to like give you a a walk down kind of the memory lane since 2018. Yeah. Um, you know, we definitely had interactions with white wolf, mm-hmm. uh, before V five came out yeah. and we had pretty positive interactions with them. And, you know, in 2018, I don't really, I, I mean, I think in 2018, we were probably pretty well known in the, well, you were, I would say for sure, bro. Yeah. And so they, they gave us the opportunity to do a V5 review. So we got like a early digital copy, but you know, they were giving them out to everybody and, and those folks, you know, people like Justin Carl and, you know, just whoever was working for white wolf at the time, we had a lot of positive interactions with, and I think it's because at that time there was definitely the separation of white wolf and paradox white wolf being a small company as they've kind of always been, who's really sort of directly interacting with their customers and consumers and, you know, community content creators, whatever you want to call them. But since the paradox shift, it's been very different. It's been, you know, like no interactions at all. No, no, you know, not even like a retweet, a nod, nothing like that. And so, and it's not just me. It's, it's a lot of folks, you know, I, I do interact. Most of my friends, people that I talk with on a regular basis are, you know, pretty involved in the community. And it's just like, it's not the same. We'll just put it that way. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's just, it is. It, I mean, my, you know, <laughs> uh, and I, I'm still grateful for what I'm about to say. So I, I should be thankful. And I, I'll say this publicly, like we ran one, um, one shot for Onyx Path or um scion uh, mm-hmm. uh dawkins was nice enough to ask if we wanted to and we we accepted it was running up a pre uh pre-gen that they had um for uh god damn what was the name of the scion one shot if you're looking at our shit it's the first one scion shit we ran and um we were so it was, it was like earlier in uh like earlier last year right yeah it was like uh i think i would say like 2018 or 2000 it was before oh, okay. v5 okay around v5 i think okay and um we ran it and we had blast. I didn't run it. Joaquin did. And I played in it, but we were so nervous, bro. Like, like we're never nervous releasing shit, but you know, you have like a company and yeah. you want to make the company happy. And we kind of like agreed to ourselves at the time. Like, Hey, we just can't put ourselves through this again. You know what I mean? Cause it was like the yeah. stress of it. Yeah. But my point being is we didn't really see like a huge bump from like doing something that was officially kind of like pushed by Onyx path. Um, right. Not saying it was like they were 
pushing out front to everyone in the world. But my point being is a lot of people need to realize, I think, and I think you know this too, but a lot of content creators need to realize, I think in the end, like it's on you to like get your shit to grow. You know what yeah. I mean? And these yeah, right. companies don't give you that punch. Like you think it will give you up. You know what I mean? Right. Um, that's just my opinion. That's what I've seen. I think that my podcast is doing relatively well. I would not great. Not, you know what I mean? But it's like enough yeah. where I'm like uh, surprised. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the, and the truth is like being a gamer, being a content creator in the gaming community, five years ago, four years ago, there wasn't the level of competition that there is yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, you know, when, when we started doing vampire podcasts, you know, there was like you guys and, and a couple of other podcasts that were already established. Yeah. Um, but you know, it was pretty much like nobody was doing like just straight book reviews. No one was. And yeah. you know, now you have, yeah, and, and like when you, you guys were doing actual plays, like I, it was like a foreign concept to me. I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. So they play a game and they record it. That's <laughs> what? That's crazy. Malarkey. <laughs> but now, you know, it's like everybody Everyone. that everybody can do it. You know, it's, they could do it then, but now it's kind of like everybody's doing it. But the big thing is, you know, a lot of these companies are taking their resources, which are tremendously considerable compared to most like community content creators. And, you know, they're doing things that you just aren't going to be able to do, which which percent, bro, you know, and, and so they're, they're built in audience, you know, like I was just struck the other day there. They, they announced this like world of darkness, like, stories thing i don't, I don't remember uh, exactly what it's called but anyways um it, they they were like here's our instagram channel go check it out and it was like i saw it posted and i clicked to the instagram link and it, it may have been up for like five six minutes yeah. and it already had like 3500 followers oh, so it's like they have a built-in audience yeah. that you just aren't going to be able to compete with nope. and i think i don't know in a lot of ways for me it's important to to try to you know, differentiate myself from those companies and say, yeah, I I enjoy playing those companies. I'm knowledgeable about their material, but I'm not trying to be them. I don't need to be their friend. I, I, I'm making it because I enjoy it. And hopefully people come along for the ride because they like what I'm doing. For sure, man. Yeah. You know, like, uh, for those of you who are listening, we were going to we were going to try to do this right after the blizzard. We call it like, uh, what was it? Uh, I've heard snowvid. (laughs) <laughs> and I've heard Blizzard that another term for it. And we we're gonna do it like the day after, like or two days after I got home. I just had the mental energy. I told Nate, yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm so sorry, but can we do this in the future? So we're doing it now. But um I around that time I was kind of realizing like like I just don't fit in, man. I don't fit in with like and I don't I, I, I again I'm not saying because I'm better, I'm not saying that at all, but I don't feel like I fit in with the whole family thing. Like I look at Twitch streamers, I see how they act, and I'm just like that that's just not me. And again, yeah. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm not, I want to for the record before anyone takes me out of context, you know? Well, and, and that, that you bring up an important point that I've kind of noticed, um, because I believe it or not, I've been not hosting or storytelling actual plays, but I've been on a couple of them. Oh yeah. And I, I do one with like my friend group from home Yeah, and there is a huge difference. And it, it's a huge difference. If you ever listen to the one that I did with the Anarch game, like we really we don't, we we don't make any, you know, and, and, and again, this is not a criticism on what people are doing, but we are different because we're playing the game. Yeah. And, you know, when, when my buddy, when he edits the stuff and posts it, you know, he's cutting out all the long, you know, bullshit pauses yeah. and everything. 
but like we're, we're there playing, yeah. you know, there's no, there's really no difference between how we would play at a table yeah. and how we would play on this actual play. And, you know, for me as a, as a consumer, what I would want to watch is I would want to watch a group of people playing yeah. who have a great rapport, who are friendly. I'm not really into the concept of like trying to turn it into uh, you know, like a teleplay or something like that's that. That's what it feels like oftentimes. And, right. And, and, and I appreciate the effort that's put in, yeah. you know, doing, doing the audio work, that's hard work and, and Costumes, you know, doing all that. Shit. Right. Yeah. But that's just not, that's not me. Yeah. That's not where I get my enjoyment. And, you know, quite honestly, if I wanted to watch TV, I would just watch TV, you know? So the, the draw for me is like watching people play games. And so I get what you're saying. Like that whole not fitting in thing. Yeah. You know, I don't know if it's like other people have an idea of what a game should be and that's what they do or just like they're trying to be super dynamic, more power to them. But that's just not that's never where I'm going to be at. For sure. But, uh, you know, like it's funny. We do have like, I don't know the term like uh, um, there's a word for it. I can't think of it. We're basically viewers and consumers of their content listen to our shit you know what i mean mm -hmm. and it's two different things you know and yeah uh so there's some crossover crossover appeal. appeal i guess yeah that's what i'm thinking of you know <laughs> um so i mean i love i just love doing the podcast version of things because i think yeah. like i like to be like descriptive as a storyteller and try to set the scene and i think that helps in the medium of podcasting where if i was doing a twitch stream you're like just shut the fuck up dude who cares what the rug looks like you know but like in a podcast kind of scenario with the our playing style i yeah. just feel like you know, it helps out more, dude. But like I said, more power to them, bro. I'm not like passing yeah. judgment, man. You know, like, no, it's a hard, it's a hard gig. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, for the truth sure. is, it, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, the, the whole idea of Twitch and the reason why I don't do it as a storyteller is because I lose sight of like little tiny details. Mm. And what I mean is like, I'll sit down as a storyteller, game master, whatever, and I will just jam out that story for you. You know, interaction between player, storyteller, blah, blah, blah. But like the Twitch end, you know, the keeping track of like where the screens are at. And what all the that, audience you know, is saying and all that right. shit. I, that, that <laughs> throws me off because I'm, I am used to just like the reckless abandon of being at a table. Yeah. So it's like learning a whole new dynamic. In fact, like I, over the last two weeks, uh, you know, I've been using Roll20 with my home group as a player for, you know, since COVID started. Is that your D&D &D game? Uh, no. Well, so uh, sorry, we I do, no, no, no. Uh, we do Roll20 for like all of our games because hmm. um, it's just like a gaming platform. They got yeah. all kinds of different character sheets and stuff in there. But like, here's how I approached it. Oh, there's a link. I click on it and now I'm in a, in a screen and now I have a sheet here. I don't know how to use any of it. Yeah. But now I'm, I'm trying to storytell my games. And so like, I'm learning a whole new platform as a storyteller. And, you know, so that's a whole new obstacle. And honestly, it's great because once you get the hang of it, it makes everything easier for you. Mm. But like before that, it can be super intimidating when you're like, I'm pen and paper guy. Here's my books. Let's play. Yeah. You know, the thing so, about Twitch is the live part. That's what freaks me the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> and like, um, funny story. I think I mentioned last time I was on here, like originally we were like on YouTube and then like, we mm -hmm. just kind of decided like just rip audio and just focus on being a uh, podcast. Yeah. We still have a YouTube channel, but just with our podcast shit up on there. I remember it was like the, I can't remember when it was like the third or fourth like time we've ever played together. And we we're on YouTube, like right when we we're like, okay, we think people are going to watch because first few times we were never planning to share it. 
And uh, if I recall correctly, mind you, this was like four years ago, five years ago, uh, there was like a chat function or some shit mm-hmm. or something like that. Or someone commented while we're live doing live and someone put France, just put France. That was it. That was a comment. <laughs> and I just remember like, what, what, what? And like, I was all like, like, I was totally like in the zone, right? And also I'm like, what do you mean? France? What? What? And like, I'm just like, was just almost like kind of yeah. losing control of the situation. And I was like, dude, like I hear these Twitch streamers, bro. And I'm just like, I mean, like you said, the dedication it takes, they do it weekly, sometimes multiple times a week. I'm like, dude, I'd yeah. be so exhausted mentally just from the worried about like fucking up or picking my nose or farting online yeah. or, you know? Yeah. Well, um, my, my buddy, uh, Kalthus, who is my like GM storyteller, or whatever, in yeah. the actual plays that I, I play with him, you know, he's doing a different, he's doing two games, one every other week. So like basically every week we have a game, one week it's uh, V5, one week it's cyberpunk and, you know, he's doing all the maps and everything and, you know, doing all the graphics and doing layouts and doing all this stuff and then taking all, taking, you know, two or three hours worth of video and going through it and cut, you know, cutting out all the, you know, (laughs) kind of pointless shit and the banter and, and, you know, for me, it's like, man that's i can't (laughs) that's a labor of love dude yeah for me for me like it's just so much easier to sit down and write like a 15 minute script (laughs) and film it and edit it and just upload it to youtube (laughs) just which is what i've been doing and you know that's way less work just like with us with editing a pot gaming session like we pretty much Mm -hmm. like every session is like three hours so we'll we have like three editors or four editors sometimes. And would someone just claim an hour, you know, you truncate silence to get rid of a bunch yeah. of it, you know, cause we meet our mics, you cut out, like you said, the side talk, or like what page is this on? You know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and you're, you're good to go, but man, yeah. Those, I mean, so like, yeah, for what I said about Twitch, like again, mad respect for people who do it. It's just like the, it's not my jam, man. And it's, uh, yeah. it's like a full-time job, man. Almost. It looks like, you know, more. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> and, and, you know, looking at the production that goes into that, you know, that is something that like, if you were in a real production job, there would be like four people <laughs> that are doing it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there'd be somebody filming, somebody, you know, doing the audio, somebody doing overlays, somebody doing, you know, cuts and stuff like that. So for one person at a time to do that or two people at a time to do that, it's like, <laughs> that's yeah. a fucking skill. I can't even begin. Yeah. Well, a lot of it, I think a lot of it, um, just gamers, period, you know, just gamers, period. I think we tend uh, to like dive head first when we get excited about an aspect of it, you know, like, yeah. like we tend to like get consumed by it sometimes. I mean, matter of fact, um, yeah, <laughs> I go through these periods where like, okay, I don't force myself to write notes for like games or story ideas. I have, I kind of just mm-hmm. like formulate them in my head. I, I tend to like daydream a lot, you know, like if I'm whatever stuck in traffic or running or whatever. And, um, just this week matter of fact i was like okay i started a war document and i put like a table of contents like six story ideas i was thinking about uh and then i just started banging out notes for different ones one's like a, the next chapter of the vampire story i'm running um yeah. another's like a ghoul's fatal addiction another mini series i want to do one's a delta green one that I did a lot of work in that's going to take place in iraq in 2006 but um i've been thinking about D because we've been playing 13th age and just like it took like me playing like two or three times to be like I really get this fantasy shit, bro. Like, you know what I mean? I really get the satisfaction of like having a thief and rolling like a backstabbing and being successful and doing X, Y, Z amount of damage. So I bought, um, uh, the, uh, this was like a couple months ago. I was at Barnes and Nobles and on a whim, I bought the fifth ed, uh, player's guide and DM's Mm -hmm. guide, I think it was called. And I've been thinking about, I haven't gotten around to reading it because I'm like, read too many books. I buy too many. That takes me like a year to read. Um, and, uh, 
I was thinking about, man, how would I run like D and D? Like how, like how, yeah, there you go. Right. The, the, the fucking struggle is real. We are responsible for the rainforest. Dude, going down. Yeah. But, um, but uh, I was like thinking like, how can I do like, like, cause like, you know, just being a creator and like, especially running vampire, like I want it to be like, at least I want to try to do something unique that I don't like think other people may try with it in the actual play sphere. So I'm like, if I was to do D and D, we'd obviously record it. There's a shit ton of D and D actual plays out there. Like, what could I do to like, add my twist to it? Or what would I do like to think that like, it would be interesting. So I've been like brainstorming. I was like, yeah. okay, I could have like, and I haven't even read the book yet, but if clerics worship some like good deity, I could have, where like, there's still like fucking witch burnings going on by this good deed. Like try to make it like almost like a George R. R. Martin, how he made like Westeros kind of based off England and kind of like you yeah. did a lot of different histories, kind of like take it like maybe of a certain time period in Europe or whatever. And then I was thinking to myself that the whole thing about going down the rabbit holes and nerd, I was like, Maybe I could draw a map. Maybe I could make different <laughs> languages for the, you know, like what yeah, gods would no. be there. Maybe I could look into ancient Mesopotamian gods and make you, you know, I'm just like, hold on, so, up the brakes, you know. <laughs> no, you're, I, and, and here's the funny thing about that. Um, the, like the whole drawing maps. So I'll, I'll give you a little clue into my style of storytelling. Yeah. Uh, my early style of storytelling, I was very much like, oh, I've got an idea. I'm not going to make any notes or write anything down. I'm just going to like, will it into existence during game time. And then I started like getting more focused on details and like kind of got into my own head. <laughs> and so like now I'm kind of like at this happy medium where I have a decent amount of details, but I'll still be good to like wing it if I need to. But I started drawing maps and I was just like, I want these people to visualize things and I want them to see what I see. And so yeah, I started drawing maps and like, after a while it became kind of an obsession where oh, I was yeah. just like, I was just like, well, what if they go into a house? And like I'm drawing <laughs> maps of like, just like random houses and shit. <laughs> so I actually, I actually wrote um, a book for the storyteller's vault oh, and it's nice. not out, it's not out yet, oh, yeah. but it's like, it's, it's finished. I wrote the whole thing awesome. and it's just like, it's a book of maps of just like random places. And then just like kind of like, basic story ideas for each of them just oh, because i was unique. like that's awesome I was like, dude i don't know if anybody will ever use this or want it or give a shit but like i drew them and i'm <laughs> done with them so i like the whole here. i like that aspect of like story ideas to go along with the maps man rather yeah. than, that's really fucking cool dude because that can even be used for scenes like you need a scene in your story just right that's awesome, dude. That's really yeah, and it's it's like sixteen chapters or seventeen chapters Damn, or something like bro. that. That's a unique thing I've never heard of. Like, I mean, you hear story plot ideas, but not like here's a map visually to tie to it. That's pretty yeah. damn rad, dude. Are you working with Is Ian helping you out with that, or you got are you kind of no, no that so that one um, I wrote it completely by myself, and then nice. I have a buddy from Indianapolis who's doing the layout. Oh, nice. And then um, Rachel, my wife, and. Uh, my other buddy Ray did the editing. Oh, so good. awesome. Just kind of like, I, I, you know, I drew all the fucking maps out and they're not, you know, they're not like, I'm not a cartographer. I did them with a pen yeah. or I, I did them with an iPad basically. Oh, okay. And you know, they're kind of like the style of like a lot of the earlier vampire stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was like somebody snuck in and drew out a map. Yeah. You know, so it's not like, it's not ultra realistic. I don't have any special program. It just came out of my imagination and I drew it with a, that stylus in my iPad. That's like uh, and, that old book, um, Diablery Mexico kind of thing. You know, yeah, where it had like, yeah, ah, no, absolutely. That's it's rad, the, dude. That one in the Diablery, uh, Great Britain and yeah. Diablery Mexico, terrible books, but have a special place on my bookshelf. Yeah. Cause they were like some of the first things I ever ran because oh, I was just really, like, was it was fun like, to run? Fuck it. 
it's very much like a D&D uh, <laughs> like dungeon crawl. But it, but it's cool because you can it's well, we'll just put it this way. It's very second ed. Yeah. It's very much like there's a big bad guy at the end. Yeah, yeah. Now beat the big bad guy. It's cool. <laughs> They're fun for like a one shot, you know, or like a like a night where nobody's running anything. And you're like. <laughs> it's this Diablo game. Open its yellowed pages. I used to own when I had my vampire collection, but I never got to read it. Was, were those the ones, or was it Chicago by Night that had the ghoul alligator? Was it? Uh, I think I think the Mexico City or the uh, the Diablery Mexico the, has them. It, there's also in that Diablery Mexico book. There's like this ritual to like take people of a high generation. Uh, like fifth generation, fourth generation, yeah. and like jack them to thirteenth generation. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I mean it's so like you know it's so <laughs> it's just so funny like how uh, <laughs> I was I was on uh, I was on the Crossing Darkness podcast and I was just I, I did this like large analogy like oh well, how I think vampire and how you can be deep in introspective and then you think about like nukes on trains and just <laughs> and like you know like shit like this you know just kind of yeah. funny it's all you know it is what you want it to be man you know right no it's i I got into like a debate with somebody today well not not really a debate but like i did a review of that um there's like a computer game that's supposed to be coming out for vampire that's like a like a uh, like an overhead combat game and i was just like what the hell is this this looks fucking stupid like what is this game supposed to be and you know the person was like yeah but like there are people that play vampire that like this is what they know vampire to be celerity and like, potence and fortitude. Right. And yeah, like, bro. Yeah. Fuck, you got me there. Like dragon breath. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> right. <Yeah>. Like, like <laughs> I feel you, man. I, I feel if you. If I had a nickel for every time I heard the phrase "I have the bomb and I went on ties," <laughs> I would be a fucking millionaire. Because that's just that's just how certain people play. Like yeah. I've got potence all the way up, and I've got celerity all the way up. Then combo. Then those combos yeah. they had and like revised, like five dots of potence and five dots of fortitude. Yep. You could be Superman and jump from building to building, you know? Yep. Yeah, dude. It's cool. I mean, like I said, it's for everyone. I, I just like, that's one thing I'm glad, like, even in my like days of being like, kind of like somewhat bitter about shit, I was never like a pretentious asshole. Like, you know, whatever. I think some shit's goofy. You know what I mean? But it's like yeah. fucking my friend, like my jujitsu training partner, my wife, my, my fucking kids think it's goofy. I run shit and record myself playing it on podcast. They don't talk shit about it, but they just joke around about it. You know? Yeah. So who am I, I mean, to judge? It, I'm, I, you know, I'm 40 and I still have to be like, all right, let me explain to you, mom and dad, like exactly <laughs> what it is that I do. Um, you know, I'll sit at a table, <laughs> uh, we get a bunch of books and, uh, we pretend, I don't know. It's like a board game, but no board. And they're like, oh, that sounds interesting. Sounds satanic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was a, that was like a big issue looking when I was a teenager. Like I remember the first time I ever played D and D like my parents aren't that old, but they definitely were like, Oh, we heard that's like satanic stuff. And I was like, I assure you it's not like, it's, it's fucking nothing satanic going out of that room. Dude, man. I still got like a, my mom is Italian and like her whole side of the family is Italian. And like, uh, I still got like that cat. I was never like raised hardcore Catholic, but like mm-hmm. I still got that weird, like Catholic, like fucking like, you know, vibe. I joke around, say like hail Satan all the time and joke around. But then like, sometimes I'm like, I damned. No, you know, like, you know, like it doesn't bother me or whatever. I'm not a religious dude, you know, but it's just like a little bit of the Italian ingrained in me. So you're, are you still reading like non or reading fiction books and everything? You're still doing your whole yeah. reading challenge. I saw your, your stack. You waited yeah. around there. Yeah. So the stack of books here is actually all research. Oh, nice. Um, these books here, I have four green books in my hand. Uh-huh. Uh, it's Prince of the City and then the Masquerade of the Red Death trilogy. I remember these are those. Old school, yeah, these are old school vampire books that I've never read. And I've decided 
that since they're probably going to be pretty easy books to get through, that I'm going to read these interspersed with this big stack of Chicago books that I got. Oh, man. So the secret thing, um, really haven't told anybody much about this, um, but it's like it's a legit thing. So I guess I could probably start talking about it. Um, I've been working on with my significant other, with a couple of my friends, I've been working on doing a Chicago by night vampire book oh, for nice. the storytellers vault that takes place in 1925. Oh, so yeah. I've been reading every fucking thing I can find about Chicago. Um, so I have four books here and these are all meant for research for that. Um, so yeah, it's, not to be a snoop is one of those world that world's fair book i thought i saw a black cover of uh so i have fair. i have here the devil in the white city yes yeah, so, i have that but i haven't read it that deals with the world fair i believe yeah 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 um and then i have the jungle by upton sinclair and since there's a bunch of characters from this book in chicago by night no way really yeah for real so i found that out from matthew dawkins oh um, nice I didn't know that because I never read the jungle by Upton Sinclair. And he was like, Oh yeah, there's a bunch of characters in the first edition that are all from that. Oh wow. And I was like, what? And, and like, they're no joke. They're just like straight taken from this book. So <laughs> I figure might as well read that. Yeah. Um, and then city of the century. Oh yeah. Nice. Which is a big book. Um, and it's just about Chicago. And then this one city of big shoulders, and these are all just books I, I picked up at Half Price Books. And Oh, yeah. Love that place. So, I buy and it. I've read three books about Al Capone and just a bunch of other shit. Nice. I, I, I do that that first one, the uh, the I forgot the name already. Uh, I've owned it for like a year and a fucking half. I still haven't read it, dude. You know, like I want to because yeah. the whole World Fair thing, it talks about um, that guy who had that fucking hotel of horror. Uh, yeah what the fuck was his name man hh uh, holmes hh holmes yep yeah talking about hh holmes and i listened to a podcast many many years ago about that dude man and just like the acid bath bath pits and all that shit and like <laughs> this bro man like <laughs> like fucking like that's what's so like i mean you know that the the setting 1925 is just like look that would be just such a perfect setting for vampire dude. You know yeah. what I mean? Just like well, there's the reason why I picked that is because it's like right at the precipice. It's right in the middle. Sorry. <laughs> that is, that is the alarm letting me know that after this thought we have to wrap up. Okay. I have another thing at seven 30. Um, but right in the middle of, of prohibition, yeah. it's basically like right at the time where Capone is not super well known, but he's just starting to, you know, take over mm. uh, the Chicago syndicate. And it's just like right in the middle of everything. Nice. And I, I read the first edition and the second edition of Chicago by night. And there's this period in the book where they go, you know, from about like the 1920s to like the 1980s, nothing happens. It's just a time of peace. And I'm like, how is it that during <laughs> prohibition, during like the bloodiest time in mortal civilization in Chicago, where all this stuff, technology is happening, it's, it's right before the, the crash, you know, the, the great depression, yeah. how is it that nothing, that it was just a time of peace? <laughs> and I was like, to me, that's, that's hiding something. Yeah. Instead of going, hey, that's laziness on the part of the writers, and they just didn't want to talk about it, I said to me, oh, and also the time period is called, and I'm probably going to pronounce this incorrectly because I don't speak French, but it's called the Cockamere Praxis. Mm -hmm. And that term, and again, I'm probably spelling it wrong or saying it wrong, but it's French for nightmare. 
Oh, so this rad. period of time is called the nightmare <laughs> praxis and nothing happened. Nothing. And I'm like, nothing I'm at like, all. <laughs> right. I'm like, no, no, there's, there's, this is hiding something. And so that's my goal is to go, what are they hiding? That's awesome. You know, man. what was really happening? Dude. And it's just this time of like huge, like political, like, you know, it's like political cold war. And you have Loden, who's like this badass venture prince who just smoked everybody. Yeah. And then you have all these elders who are like working against him. Yeah. And 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 nothing happened. Nothing. nothing. Okay. It's, it's the ivory tower piece. covering shit yeah. up, man. That's yeah. the, you know right. what you should do I mean, before you got to go because I know you got to go soon. But what you should do is once you um once you release that, you should get the gang together that you did New Moon Rising with and fucking run a game and that'll correspond with it. Dude, I would listen. I like yeah. New Moon Rising. I liked it a lot, dude. I thought it was really good. So. I, well, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah I'm actually um, I'm like play testing it right now with oh, nice. the people that that I'm writing it with. But yeah, it would be cool after once it's all said and done. I have no idea when it's going to be out because take your time, you bro. Know, you got yeah, it's it's you know it's it's going to be like a full volume city book. So that's awesome, dude. I'm really happy to hear for you about doing that, dude. You, I know you know a lot about that setting. I've heard you talk about it for years and everything on your podcast. Doing my best to learn as much about the you know yeah. city as I can, just to like. And you live in there you too, know. which is amazing. So you'll learn yeah. more about where you live. At least you got. Oh, cool, man. Yeah. I appreciate the, I appreciate the positivity. Um, I, I would talk longer, but I actually have to go and yeah. do a Twitch thing right now. Oh, so. So, well, tell your Twitch <laughs> peeps I said hi, man. And thank I, you again for having me, bro. Yeah, I definitely will. And I'll, I'll have you on again soon because like that was the fastest hour in the history of man. <laughs> so yeah, dude, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll reach out to you. We'll, we'll chat more and you know, we'll do it again. All right, brother. Talk to you later, man. Thank you for listening to the 2D10 podcast. If you enjoyed it, check out my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash 2D10. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching for 2D10. You can also support this show and all of Utility Muffin Labs by backing me on patreon.com slash 2D10. Go to utilitymuffinlabs.com for more podcasts, artwork, and gaming fun. Utility Muffin Labs, consistently rated adequate. <laughs>